0: For your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing,
1: and digital content news. This Old Marketing. Take it away, boys. Hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose. And welcome to episode number 329 of This Old Marketing for Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. And with me, as always, my good friend, my colleague, and let's face it, the Beyonce of content creators, Mr.
0: Joe Pulizzi. How are That's you? That's like the my that friend, might be Beyonce. the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Yeah, is that a compliment? It, it absolutely is. It? is. Okay. Did you did you have you heard the new Have you heard the new drop the the Beyonce drop I, the Break My Soul? I, I heard a little bit about it, but I know that it's you know really good. good. So tell me more. It, it, all I'll tell you is it's. I normally am not
1: a Beyonce. There's a word for it, too, isn't there? The, the word for Beyonce fans, the, like Queen Bees or something. I don't know. I can't remember. But I'm normally not a Beyonce fan, but I loved this new song. I thought this new song was fantastic. Um, you know, it's, it's, the people are calling it an ode to the great resignation, which I think is a little silly, but it, it's just it's a really good song. Beyonce
0: continually reinvents herself. I love what she she's doing. So, and and I th- you know what I think it has a lot to do with the the partnerships that she, because she always does a, like she's got a little part with this guy and a little part with this gal like she's everywhere and not release she doesn't have to release her own stuff and she's still out there so she stayed relevant this whole time even when she's not right. watching something I love that instead of just yeah, retiring it's... for two years and nobody hearing anything about you like I I think. Anyways, I made it personal. I made no, that about she... me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is new? What else is new? Yeah, I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it, so I have to. It sounds like it you're is, listening it to is... it like
1: on nonstop. No, funny. no, 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 no. I've, I've, I've definitely stopped it. I listened to it a couple of times, and uh, I like to keep up with the new music and keep up with what's going on. But yeah, it's, uh, it's. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I was, you know, it's sort of a. You know, I guess they're calling it the new disco or or that kind of style, but it's uh, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. Was Jay Z on the track? I think so. I you know, so this is where the ceiling of my knowledge gets really <laughs> shallow. Um, I there is definitely um, I believe hints of Jay Z. I mean, there's definitely from a production standpoint hints of Jay Z in there, but but I yeah. there is definitely a, a male rapper voice in there and i don't i i don't know if it's him
0: yeah i didn't know if that was part of the marital agreement where he always had to be somewhere (laughs) and part of on her track like i uh you know because he said yeah i mean it's almost like even when he's not in the song he's like back there going yeah yeah i'm like oh there's jay-z yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, hey, I love Jay Z. That's kind of like you. That's like that's kind of like me and your content and you and my that's content. That's true. Right?
0: That's absolutely You're, true.
1: Yeah. Although it's funny, you know, I was... If, when you write a book, you when you, whenever you write a book, I'm sort of in every chapter going, "Yeah,
0: yeah. no, that's not true." Yeah. I was. It's funny because I was looking at uh, Killing Marketing for some reason the other day, and I and I like the way we did the chapters where you, you know you wrote. People don't know this, maybe, but you wrote some of the chapters, and I wrote some of the chapters, and they're very different right. voices. And we were trying to figure out, how do we do that? Because we say I a lot, and people won't know who the I is. And at the beginning of every chapter, you said, chapter one by Robert Rose. This is Robert. When Robert says I, it's Robert. Joe has nothing yeah. to do with this chapter. And then I'll do, <laughs> and then I have my own chapter. And I say, Yeah, well, if you like that dry writing, you're going to love Joe's crisp... Pros, actionable pros. That's right. That's right. We do have different That's why some of the
1: stuff. Amazon reviews are like, I love chapter one, <laughs> three, five, seven, and nine.
0: I love just the Robert Rose chapters of Killing That's Marketing. That's right. Yeah, Get that exactly. other guy out of, out of there. <laughs> oh, geez. What else is going on in your world? I, I, well, funny. you
1: know, I guess it's it, there's, well, there's NFT, NYC, and VidCon going on right now as we speak one in new york one in here in la and it, it the all we're neither of us are there at, at either of the events but we definitely have friends and family of the show at both events and you know it's it's a really interesting i think a time to have both of these shows a content creator show as well as a, a an nft show um you know a little bit of a You know, I I picture that, you know, that. remember the character from Charlie Brown, the one who walks
0: around with a thundercloud raining over his head and all that? It's kind of a little bit like that. It feels like both shows. Well, it's interesting. I've just been reading, and of course, we have a lot lot of friends at uh, NFT NYC. I'm glad that they, right. they called it NFT NYC, so I know where it's at. That event is that's in yeah, that's good. Yeah. New York City, helpful title. Thank you, helpful yes, title. Thank you for letting us know that. But apparently, the, you know what they got: fifteen thousand people, long waits to get into sessions. Although you heard from multiple people that the sessions were not great. To put it lightly. I've heard the sessions
1: are, yeah a little. Let's put it light on educational or valuable content, and a little heavy on the crypto bro sort of look how cool i am for buying crypto punks and you know and becoming a millionaire
0: well it's it sounds very similar to kind of a south by 2006 2007 feel you know when twitter was all the buzz and whatever and you would go like and i was there for those years from like 2007 to (coughs) 10 and i gotta tell you didn't really love most of the sessions and most people don't go for the sessions they just go for everything else. They go for the parties, no, of course they not. go for yeah. the networking. Yeah. You have a number of NFT communities that are meeting there, uh, and you know, getting their owners together and doing all kinds of new things. You know, showing each other, "Here's my picture. What's your picture? I want to see yours," and that kind of thing. So, it's very exciting, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. No, I love <laughs> the impression. I, want- I love the impression <laughs> you just did of the I, NFT owners here's my, club. Here's my crypto punk. <laughs> What's your crypto punk? Oh. It- that's that's not true at all. I I I, I uh, love you, kid. Because you I love, do, I do. I But but yeah, some people take it very seriously, as they should, because it's big money. I mean, it's even though everybody's sort of poo pooing the the whole uh, NFT Web three thing now. I think what we're it's a very exciting time. I think to be in Web three because. The pressure is off a little bit. Everyone thinks that it's done. Like it's it went from being the most exciting thing on the planet to now everybody's like, Oh, crypto's dead. But now is when the work gets done. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Now is when you're gonna see some really exciting things happen. But I'm surprised you're not going since since VidCon's in your backyard. Why why don't you go?
1: Well, you know, let's I mean, let's be clear. In LA, backyard is a (laughs) very, very loose term. You know, I mean it's it's downtown um which means it's probably you know from where i live if traffic is non-existent which you know this is the part where you insert you know lol emoji um it's probably 80 or 90 minutes you know so almost an hour and a half to get downtown from where i live and that doesn't include finding parking and going to the thing and you know getting in and all that kind of stuff so honestly it just hasn't risen to that level of priority in my life that I feel like spending an hour and a half in the well three hours in the car you know there and back to to go um to go to go see what's going on but especially when I can see all the write-ups and everything that are happening online and in virtual you know so yeah that's it. it's
0: it's a big. Well, it's a big. Town. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a I mean, it town, takes you thirty so. minutes just to get out of the gate of your development. So, I mean, <laughs> right. let's just well, that's true. Let's too. just put yes. it out there and say, it. I mean, if you were if you were living in a normal area, I mean, it would take a lot less time. It, but I, I, it guess. would. It, uh, yeah, it's interesting. We we are not, we're not covering some of the you know the VidCon stuff, but there's there were a couple articles that talked about there's a lot of creators that are very scared because some of these brand sponsorships are going away. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if you've heard... A lot of them are well, going away. I, I've heard directly from a number of companies that fund, you know, sponsors, the creators and sponsors and, you know, marketers figuring these, these things out. And because of the quote, unquote, uncertainty, there's a hold. You know, they've got a hold on their marketing spend and we're not technically in a recession yet. So it's it's interesting. Have you heard some of this? Is there is there some concern... <laughs>
1: What I have heard is that there is some concern, but it has not, and in fact, the data show that marketing budgets are still pretty free-flowing. What, what I have more anecdotal uh, evidence, I guess, of is the hold on investing a lot in the whole content creator, influencer space. Um, and I think that has more to do with Businesses just haven't figured out how to do that well yet, um, especially in a, you know, in, in a market where it's a little, you know, it's a little frothy at the moment in terms of who's going to last and who's not going to last. You know, I, I think what you see is concern from businesses saying, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to invest in that influencer because honestly, they may go get a job. You know, I'm seeing a lot of and and i and and if i see any one big trend what i see is a lot of content creators who had hung out their own shingle in early 2020 you know during the pandemic and sort of then really got all excited about their business in 2021 and are now going yeah i think i'm going to go back and get a job and so i mean i'm i have a lot of resumes crossing my desk right about now saying I think I'd prefer to work for a company at a, at this moment. Well, I get so I see a lot of I see a lot of companies that are hiring people rather than sort of going out to engage influencers or creators.
0: That's interesting. I and it I, I just talked to somebody who is part of the hiring process in corporate America, and they said they are still hiring frantically, but they're having trouble yes. getting the resumes. And that's because, right because you know because of the work from home. Ap- you know, change that we've had, you're competing with everyone now. Like You, you were just competing locally maybe before. So if you're progressive, uh, you do work from home, you were competing with just Northeast Ohio, but because Amazon and because Google and Twitter and everyone else is, can work from home as well, Cisco Systems, it, you can be anywhere. You don't have to live. That's you don't right. have to live in Silicon Valley, Seattle, Washington, D.C., Chicago. You can live wherever you want and and so it's it's, a, it's challenging
1: a, it's yeah it's definitely a double edged sword right which is <clears throat> your talent pool theoretically opens up a lot especially if you're hiring people who don't have to show up at your office and who can work from home um, and then there's also your what your your point is which is but you're also then competing with everybody else that's not local right so mm-hmm. It's interesting proximity to a particular town, you know, in terms of a talent pool base has really evaporated as a competitive advantage. You know, so many, you know, so many companies moved to Cleveland or Austin or, you know, Atlanta or Chicago or, you know, even, you know, places like Kansas City, right? Kansas City for a long time was a was a huge hotbed for talent and and a lot of that has cooled off substantially because There's no real advantage. There's no talent acquisition advantage
0: anymore. I think it's interesting you're talking about creators who were very excited in 20 and 21. I I think the big and maybe the media has something to do with this, but they were pushing out this whole thing about subscription and oh my god, is is all kinds of money and subscription and everyone can have a subscription. You had Substack and everything happening at the same time, and then you realize that it is really really hard to. Create a sustain sustainable subscription business. It is really well, hard,
1: you know, to do that. If only there were, if only there were a business out there that sort of helped content creators understand the the <laughs> long game of being an
0: entrepreneur. And thank, if only there was something out there that could help people do thank that. You. You're you're so yes, that's our that is our mission at, at the tilt to, to do that. But actually, next week we're going to be ta- we're releasing our big research uh, on Tuesday. And uh, so we'll, I will be very curious to see how things have evolved in the last year. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. We uh, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, this runway, the seventeen month runway, seems to be a thing. It's like seventeen months is sort of the time it takes to become at least somewhat financially independent, and you have to figure out how do you go from you know not making money for oh, about a year and a half to 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 doing things that will lengthen that runway as much as possible. So we're going to be talking about that and. The one stat I think is so amazing is we ask people, do they regret these content creators? Do you regret your decision? And only 1% regretted their decision. 99% of people said they still are super happy with making the decision to leave essentially corporate America and become a content creator. And I said, oh, my God, these are the happiest people in the world. And uh, apparently it's not because of the money. It's because of the freedom and independence is the, is the, I whole. just had a, I just, ha, I just had, it's so fascinating because you, you look at
1: this. I, I literally had this conversation with a content creator yesterday, someone who's been doing this for seven mm-hmm. years. Um, and at all services seems to be successful at it. Um, but, but, Inside was, you know, has been struggling of late um, because it's exactly what you just said, right? So, you know, subscription isn't working as well as it used to. It's hard. It's, you know, and what we were talking about was the acknowledgement that you have to have, you know, when you start thinking, do I want to go work in corporate America and have a job or do I want to be an independent content creator freelancer? is the acknowledgement of control over uh, uh, certainty. In other words, you know, when you have a job, you don't worry on the weekend, you know, as a mentor of mine said 10 years ago when I started my little thing, you have to be comfortable with never being more or less than 90 days away from, you know, disaster. Um, And, you know, and not having more than 90 days of visibility into what you're doing. And that's kind of where you are. And which has proven to be true for me. Um, And then, and it was proving to be true for this content creator that I talked to as well. And then you go, but then if you go take a job, of course, you've got way more than 90 days because you feel like, you know, you've got pretty much certainty and you've got control. But you don't have control over what you do, right? You, you know, you ostensibly become a cog in a big wheel, and, you know, you do your job and you go and you do your thing that you were hired to do. And it's that sort of being able to be comfortable in one of those two areas from a balanced perspective is really the, the, the deciding factor, right? Whether you want to become, you know, highly certain and, you know, which, whether that gives you peace of mind or whether you want full control
0: and whether that gives you peace of mind. And I think it's different for everybody. It is. Some people are not built to be entrepreneurs. No, absolutely. Not. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You're, you're talking about three ninety days. And I remember I've told the story a million times, but September 2009, I was thinking about shutting the whole business down, what became Content Marketing Institute. You know what I was yeah, dealing exactly. with at that time. Right. And six months later, you know, luckily you and my wife and a bunch of other people said, no, you're, you're to something. We just need a good pivot. We pivoted to Content Marketing Institute. And six months later, we knew we were onto something. And a year later, we were profitable. But I, you know, knew? I'm going to. I'm just going to point to the again. The one incredible the the the,
1: the 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 incredible appearance on the horizon of this Robert Rose guy riding in on a dragon. <laughs> Rode in.
0: It you know, was. It I'm was the father it was of dragons. All you actually, you know what it was. <laughs> this is the most important thing. Is because you, we knew that there was a consulting business, and I wanted nothing to do with it, and you loved it. And that worked really yeah. well for us because I said, yeah, let did. me focus on the media side. Will you focus on the services side? And that was the great partnership
1: that we had. Well, that's, I mean, that's always been our great partnership is that you and I come from such different backgrounds that we, that we love doing different things, right? And so it's always, our you know, our Venn diagrams are, you know, there is an overlap, there's no doubt, but our Venn diagrams are separate enough that we make it's a great It's very partners. small that's overlap. The,
0: Really, yeah. really <laughs> tiny. I know yeah. we've got to get on to the news, but the the last thing I'll yeah. say just about the, you know, not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. I remember I had this question. Well, my mom, when I started the business in 2007, I left corporate America. She was like, uh what well, you're gonna you're gonna lose out on all that security having the job. And, right. and I certainly said in yep. that yep. but this it is it is a mental thing. And what I told her was yeah. I said, there is no security. There is no certainty. Anywhere, I could get fired tomorrow from my job. I have no control in what the overall business does. That—that that was my big thing. Is yeah, they could change do their benefits tomorrow. Not. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. I mean, I, that and I felt that way. And I think you have to as an entrepreneur. You could say, look, I can either try to make my own rules here and try to have as much control. You don't ever have full control, but you have way more control. Yeah, that's right. Than you do working for a company where you're not on the board. The board, you can't make the rules. You don't set. Yeah, you know any of the the hires, you're not responsible for any of that stuff. So you just have to kind of go with whatever they go with. And I I don't like that. So some people do. Yeah. How about that Yoda impression? That was though? really good. Uh, and yeah, luckily, I you. lost sound, and and uh, for that moment, I didn't hear it. So there, <laughs> there you go. Hey, do we have news? Let's do
1: news. <laughs> we do have yeah. news. We've got some breaking news, actually. Uh, that we're going to cover here, which is this week, literally yesterday, uh, as we record this on Thursday. So it was Wednesday. Twitter has made official uh, its long-form content, its notes feature, which is currently under testing. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about Facebook's latest scam. I mean scheme. I mean, sc- oh, you know, you know what I mean. mean here. Oh, that's see what that's I did mean. there? Yeah, that's mean. That's mean. Um, monetization scams for uh, content creators. <laughs> did you just say uh, scams? Google.
0: You said scams yeah, again.
1: I did monetization I did. scams.
0: That's not uh, yeah, the title. It, that is not the title.
1: I yeah, it's my title. <laughs> We're going to talk about how Snapchat CEO uh, loves the super app strategy from Elon Musk, which just has all kinds of frothy stuff to it. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about rants and raves. Um, we uh, my rant will be a little bit about what's going on. Uh, at Viva Tech, which was an event uh, where Mark Pritchard, the CMO and widely. Oh, seems like he never. Yeah. Of Png Yeah. He seems to never get off a stage. Um, but Does he have his uh, own how event? he talked about the difference. He should he should he, have the I, Mark Pritchard. He should event. have. Totally. He should have his own event. Are you going, I mean, yeah. with the number of events that he's keen it's, it's unbelievable. Think about this. Think
0: about this. Hey, are you going to PritchardCon? PritchardCon. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Pritchard gone 2022. <laughs> I'm in. Mark Collis. Who's speaking? Mark Collis. We'll, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll sort You know where the out. morning keynote is? Mark Pritchard. Mark you Pritchard. You know the closing keynote That's right.
1: Mark Pritchard. Mark Pritchard. It's all Pritchard <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> anyway, and you'll finish us up here with a not boring article, uh, on web, uh, on web there three and what's going on, what's going on yes. there. All right. Let's jump into our first story here. Um, sponsored by Pritchard <laughs> <laughs> Um, Twitter officially rolls out its long-form content notes feature, says TechCrunch, um, that has been covering this story a couple of for the last couple of months, sort of hinting that it would be coming, and it actually came uh, yesterday. Twitter announced today, meaning yesterday, that it has begun testing notes, a way to write and publish long-form content on the social media platform. The official announcement comes a day after TechCrunch reported that the feature would be launching soon. A small group of writers in the United States, Canada, Ga- Ghana, really? Ghana? Is that... Is, okay. Ghana and the United Kingdom. I have, there's one guy in Ghana, I guess. It's a hotbed for social media in Ghana. Yeah, it's a hotbed a for long-form content. Now have access to notes as part of the initial testing phase. Twitter says notes can be read out on and off Twitter by Twitter. Uh, people in most countries. Users who are part of the testing phase will get access to a write tab which is where they can write and access all of their notes and these users will also have a notes tab in their profile that holds all this published work to make it easy for their followers to find their long form content. Um, Blah 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 lots of uh, features that are going to be in this including the ability to have a rich media editor with images and video and all sorts of things. Looks like it's 2500 words um, is the Limit. Um there's a whole Twitter thread uh within that's linked within the article itself that you can go read from Twitter rights, the Twitter rights account, um, which basically now took over the review email newsletter thing. Um but interestingly, I I think this is a this is a bold move from a company that desperately needs
0: one. What do you think? It's a bold move, Cotton. Um Yeah, let's see how it works. So here I'm going this is what I wrote down. I wrote down uh Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. You know what all those platforms have in common, Robert? Do you know? Do you... Tell me, tell me. They keep their users on the platform and yeah. they monetize them in the platform. So that's why we've talked about how many times where Facebook they're doing deals with different uh, journalistic entities to take their content so you don't have to leave Facebook. Instagram's creating reels so you can keep them on longer. YouTube, you don't want to click off. You can't put links. Same thing with LinkedIn, right? They're, you you got to watch where if you put links in an article, they're, they're not going to promote that article because they want people staying on that platform. Twitter has had a problem with their business model and monetizing that model because of that. Because Twitter is always about share the link, go somewhere else share the link go somewhere else you're never really on yep. twitter it's just a feed that's right so twitter is finally you know love it or hate it they're they're trying to figure out a way to keep people on the platform and this is a way to do it if you want to look at hey you're they're going to integrate this blogging component very similar to the way maybe a medium or a wordpress it'll be right integrated into twitter maybe it'll maybe we won't have all those twitter threads that are 72 tweets long and people, well, that will definitely kill that. Send yeah, send it'll definitely kill that. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's going to kill it, but I'm not a big fan. I mean, a lot of people love it, and they're living by this whole Twitter thread thing. It's like, oh, I uh, you know, I ran into this turtle, and, and let me tell you, this has happened in 10 steps, and it changed my life. And then one, two, three, I'm like, oh, come on. I can't take that. Just send me to the link, and I'll read the blog. So we'll we'll see if that goes anywhere. I think this is a move that Twitter had to make uh ultimately and i think this is the, just the first of many i don't know if this is going to work but i know they're all sitting down saying okay well we need to monetize how do we monetize this more from a sponsorship standpoint It's like well we 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 need to keep them on twitter how do we do that long form content yeah so what do you think
1: yeah i think well uh i agree with you 100% on the first step part um because i actually think this is not going to move the needle all that Mm -hmm. much. Um, I think it's going to be interesting for the, the the best use case I can find for it that will be truly valuable will be businesses that put a lot of their customer service content um, and can make a lot of that customer service content available through Twitter, where they, you know, where they now have been linking off to their website or to a call center or whatever. So it, it enables them to put a lot more context around the content that they're creating for, you know, servicing customers through Twitter, which I think is a, a probably the most valuable business case that I can think of. Um, for content creators, those that are actually going to think of it as a medium or as a blogging platform, a long-form blogging platform, I don't think this is going to move the needle that much because as I understand it, this is going to be – you're not going to – publish or tweet, in this case, your work. What you're going to do is you're going to create your work and then you can tweet about it. You know what I mean? In other words, you can. It's, it doesn't change the nature of the Twitter feed. It's just going to change the nature of where you are clicking, where you're linking to. So you're going to link to your little folder of, of notes instead of linking to your website, which does keep you on the platform. And to your point, you know, ultimately you could serve ads and you could do all sorts of things from an advertising model perspective. But from a Twitter thread perspective, um, I think it, you know, it, it will encourage those people to put those, that content in there, you know, but you're still going to have to tweet out your thing nine times for everybody to well, see that's, it, right? that's so, my question actually, because, well, first of all, there is a, uh, concern. You're not going to see 2,500 words in your Twitter feed. You're no, going to no. see, like, you're gonna see the check tweet. out my latest note. No, I, you know, check out my latest note. And there's going to be, like, a, a preview link of the image from the I note. I
0: watched the video. Yeah. You're, you're basically, it's the same thing. Just like if you were creating a blog post on WordPress and tweeting about it, it's the or same medium. thing. Yeah, or media. Or anybody. Wherever, right? Yeah, exactly. But the, the, there's a couple issues. One is WordPress is theoretically, that's your own site. You have control over it. Uh, Twitter, right. if you're doing it on Twitter, Twitter can do anything with that content. It's on rented land, as we talked about. You've got that concern. Yeah, exactly. My, here's my thing. The, Twitter could play favorites here with their algorithm and say, we will promote your thing. Oh, more. they no doubt will. They no doubt well, will. Well, that's going to be the key. Because if they do, just like they do on Facebook and YouTube and anywhere else, yeah, if you stay LinkedIn native on it, they'll promote really it A really good example yeah, of so that. That's, yeah. So if they... If all of a sudden you see a bunch of people and they're getting retweeted and they're getting put at the top of the whatever they keep you see them more from a findability standpoint because they're using Twitter long form, Twitter notes, whatever you call it, people are going to use it.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't disagree, and I think it, it's 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 going to be seductive for those, but it's you know it becomes yet another link in the chain to get to your own media because what a lot of people are going to do. Is very much like what has happened with LinkedIn, where it's like you know, link in the you know, link in the comments, right? Because they know that yeah. you know, LinkedIn dings you a little bit if you put the link in the actual post, so you put the link in the first comment, and then of course, you know, blah blah blah, and then it also the algorithm rewards longer LinkedIn you know uh, posts um, than it does you know sort of the, the the regular posts. But here's what I think that I think this is a first step. Into them getting into the Substack business, because making this a application that you can then also use as an email uh, sender. In other words, if they start to get into the, you know and really integrate that review uh, service, now all of a sudden you turn the you turn Twitter into a Substack competitor where you can start to build your own. And if they give you through money, obviously we'll see if they monetize it this way, but give you the ability with a subscription to Twitter to say, you get email newsletter creation um, that will send email. You get access to your email newsletters and you can actually compose both notes and emails within this interface, this notes interface. Now, all of a sudden you've got something right now, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you've got, people that have built in audiences that will use it as a you know as a as a as a hub right as their as as their true hub with is, which is sending you know sending messages as well as creating a central base for content as well as the Twitter platform itself so i think it's the first step in in a suite of tools that they're going to
0: offer up for subscriptions Actually, that's my that's what i don't agree with you often but what you just said is brilliant so I'm going to give you props on what you, <laughs> because and I, while you were saying this, I'm writing this down. They really have, and maybe we're skipping ahead a little bit to the idea of the super app, but if you are a creator now, you have the, you, know, you can build your audience through the tweeting. You have blog, a blog component now with what, which is what we're talking about. You'll be already talked yep. about the review feature with the email newsletter, which is the Substack stack uh, comparable feature. You have spaces. Ad pay. Yeah, I know they're kind of lagging on spaces here, but spaces actually is an interesting component that will lead you into blog that will lead you into podcasting. So, literally, you could say, I am a creator and I can do, and of course, there's a video component in there as well. You can literally do everything you need to do as a creator on Twitter. And you could say, That's "That's my home. And that's instead of going on to. Um, which we always we never really use Twitter as a home base because Twitter was more of a place where you direct people away from your other your blog, your podcast, your video, whatever. Well, now it becomes everything. So it's interesting to see that. That's right. And remember, they have also launched
1: recently Twitter communities, which is basically those that you that belong to your group only your group. So you can tweet directly to that group instead of just to all of your followers, and so you all of a sudden, if, if they add the ability for you to blog, for you to send email, and now with the integrate the idea of Twitter communities, they have Discord plus WordPress, right? So you could build your entire, you could content creators could build their entire, and you add payments, you know. add payments to that and now you have you know and we can actually segue now into that but at that point you have you definitely have a super app
0: yeah and you can absolutely see it now with this i mean you could have seen it before but if they can get that podcast component going with and get somebody to focus on it's just a matter of focus if that's what their goal is if they have a strategy and and of course who knows with whether Elon's going to take it over, and I don't know what he's he's going to want to do if he actually makes this thing happen, which I still don't think is going to happen. But I do. It's it's funny how all of a sudden Twitter's just coming out with all sorts of news releases, uh, and we're doing this and this and this, announcing this. I don't I don't know if somebody just they. It's almost like they said stop them all for a couple months, and then all of a sudden, you know, now they've just said okay, now we're all those things we were working on, we're going to talk about them now. I don't know
1: what's yeah. Going on. Well, what's I mean <laughs> there's and there's there's definitely reasoning behind that as well. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. I don't know if you saw there was there's another we're not going to cover it in the news this week but there is a, there was another news article that the board of Twitter sort of unanimously came to an agreement that you know the acquisition from Elon Musk should be a go and everybody should move forward and it's you know and it's like you know they're they're basically just daring him to not do it. They're just you know the Twitter is saying basically like you know We're calling your bluff,
0: Elon. Basically, you know, we dare you not to not to make this deal go through. Where are they at right now? And what it was a forty four billion dollar deal, but right now it's. The stock price, I think, is still about fifteen dollars lower. Yeah, than- something. Yeah, it's 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 low. On, I got it's low. I got it. I got a <laughs> look yeah, yeah. while we we're, we're right. Okay, it's third as we do this. at thirty-eight ninety-five, and the offer from Elon was fifty-four twenty. Fifty-four twenty. Of course, yeah. it's four twenty. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, So right. that is a huge discrepancy. Current market cap is thirty. <laughs> yes, current is. market cap is thirty billion, and the offer is forty-four. So what does that tell you? it yeah uh let's see okay well yeah, yeah this i'm just looking to see if there's any news i didn't know if the was the deal wasn't changed or the deal is still 54 times. no no the deal is still the deal yeah they're that's not gonna they're, be. That, i mean it's 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 gonna go to court it's gonna go to a delaware court and and do you think, think it's gonna, gonna have to, do you think it's gonna go through
1: i do not i do not think it's gonna go through i think i think elon is going to find a way out of it and pay a penalty of some kind and and i think that'll be the end of it that that's my that's my current prediction
0: mm. if, it, if it is done i think it's at a lower price i think it's at around 44 ten dollars and i think uh, if yeah it's in, and there's no reason to, but 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 right now there's no reason for twitter to take a lower deal right i don't know if it's 44 if they get if they're getting a six dollar premium on this they might think that it's that's a good deal i don't know I agree with you. I would just keep going. I think that the potential, the upside potential of Twitter versus uh, Facebook or Meta or Snap, I think is way higher because they've, it, we've, uh, we've talked about, they've never got, had a business model that's worked. That's right. And they have, I mean, there are people, there are probably jur- journalists and writers and content creators. There's so many of the most important people in the world that their first place to go every day is Twitter. Yeah, I, I know. know. It's, they're not it's, going to. They're not yeah. going to Facebook. They're not going to Snap. They're maybe yeah. on TikTok all night long because they're addicted. I mean, that could be a thing. I know people like yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I, you. Meekly raises yeah. hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, you know, on that note. Yes. We should, we should just quickly just note um, that uh, uh, the, this story comes to us courtesy of Axios. Snap CEO endorses Elon Musk's super app strategy. Um, the Snap Inc. co-founder and CEO, Evan Spiegel, who is a very smart guy, uh, on Monday endorsed Elon Musk's plans to turn Twitter into a super app or an app that provides multiple services in one mobile interface, citing Snapchat's own ambitions in that arena. While some tech companies build or acquire separate apps for different services across their portfolio, like Meta or Google, Spiegel said, we see the power in diversifying engagement across our service. Um, this is basically, and the article goes on to you know sort of uh, talk a little bit more about the forty-four billion dollar deal of Musk and Spiegel talking about this. But basically, it's can Twitter or Snapchat become something like a WeChat? um uh a, a truly a super app where you know you can get a car you can chat you can you know you can do your laundry you can do pretty much everything through through one app what do you think do you think he's right uh, or do you think he's trolling i th- i think i personally
0: think he's trolling i think he's trolling I, think he's tro- I mean the 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 whole super app for snap makes sense because of the fact that 10 cent I guess you'd call Tencent a, a super app, or the, with what they, yeah. do with WeChat, uh, and they're a twelve percent owner in Snap, I believe, per this article. So there's yeah. some of that. Uh, Spiegel is familiar with it, but I, I don't. I mean, I think he was just talking out of school here, just to to get into the news. Because anytime you, any anytime you want to get in the news, you just start talking about Elon Musk and what right. Elon should do. It's. I mean, look at the high. Look at the headlines. Look at Morning Brew. There's every day somebody's talking about Elon Musk. I, yes. We're all tired of it. I don't want any more. Well, Elon. and you know, and you know what really sells it to me that this is totally trolling
1: is the fact that he's the picture that they took is him sitting with an interviewer on comfortable chairs with their sunglasses on in the middle of Con France.
0: You
1: know at the, you know they're having they're enjoying lovely bubbly water yes. on a cool day at the southern beach in France and it just you know it's like you could just see Evan going let's let's just have a little fun
0: let's just have a little fun and talk about super apps well I think for well what what uh, yeah, so to be a super app you really need a robust payments. Functionality, right? So that's you talked about. You need well, you need a bunch of yeah. stuff, right? I mean, you need you truly
1: need you know you need a messaging platform. You need you know vertical uh, types of functionality. So Uber is the closest thing that I think, probably,
0: you know, because you is, can order. Yeah, is, you can is, go to or order anything right now with with Uber. Get anything you want. That's Uber right. Will bring it to you. That's right. And if you added a payment
1: capability through Uber, in other words, you could pay. You know. You know, you're for a coffee through Uber, or you could pay for you know, you know, like a like through a Square, or and then you added a social media component where you could actually message and build a following or a community or or your friends, you know, on Uber. That would make that a super app. You know, it's been a very difficult road, unlike in uh, you know China specifically, where super apps are are pretty common. Um, here, it's been difficult because the big You know, the the, the big tech companies, you know, namely Facebook and Google, uh, you know, and Apple are not going to allow them. They don't they don't they don't really they don't you know, they don't really want them because they become much more powerful at that point than the platforms themselves.
0: Well, It's a great point. Super apps can happen in in a location like China because the government can say this should be a super app and they can push certain services (laughs) and promotion to particular companies that they want to see win. And you can't do that um, because really, if you don't get the blessing of Apple and or Google or probably both, you can't do this because they own right. the rails. They own the That's phones. That's right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's it's just... I think that there was something in that club soda that he was drinking. That's what I... Yeah, think. <laughs> exactly. So, well... They look very calm, There though. is that. They look like... It looks like a great time. I would... Oh, Con is beautiful. I've been there once. Uh, it's it absolutely
1: spectacular. Beautiful. Yeah, and that's and but that, yet another event that's 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 going on right now. I mean, you Jeez. know, just speaking of events, Con the the Con Lion Festival is uh is happening this that week. That would be an event too. that I could see you at. That one, I think. You, I would. I've always wanted lion. to go. Yeah, yeah. I've always I've always wanted to go. And interestingly, this year they've they've actually introduced the new B two B category. There's a new B two B Lion. Um, award, so
0: it's it's going to be fascinating to see who wins that. Um, how do we do? You know, a, it how do, we you the, do this old marketing live, like right at that stage. We could actually use the stage that they're on, and we could do a live show uh, from Con. from Con. Yeah, I I
1: I like. I think it. we should do that. And 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 yeah. And all I wanted to be able to do is sit on that stage in Con France and get up there and open the show with
0: Con. <laughs> 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 you're gonna you're, uh, you're gonna wear your uniform, your Star Trek uniform. I would, I, I, I would totally. You. Yes,
1: I totally would. Just for that, just for that bit. Just for just for that bit. All right, let's look at our uh, our, our last story here. We'll cover quickly just before uh, getting into rants and raves. And it comes to us courtesy of what's new in publishing, which we haven't covered
0: oh, hey, a story uh, from them in a while. Hey, before you do that, you you just yeah. totally. You're not even going to cover the whole Zuckerberg monetization thing that you. Oh my goodness gracious!
1: You're right. I skipped over that story and didn't even think. I thought I didn't know. That. Is oh that goodness. I didn't know if that was
0: purposeful? If it is, because you do that sometimes. It, it like it you, is not purposeful. All right. If it, no, I just want to yeah, make sure. No, because you co- you 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 made a big deal out of the scam you, schemes
1: thing. I, I did. You're yeah. absolutely right. Let's let's definitely cover okay. that one. That's you are absolutely right. Thank you for keeping me honest, my friend. Um, yeah. So this comes to us courtesy of Fast Company, um, although there are a number of uh, outlets reporting against this, uh, and Mark Zuckerberg um, is in the news for announcing creator monetization tools for Facebook and Instagram in a seven-part threaded post see what they did there if he had had notes he would have been able to put this on Twitter in a long thing anyway a seven-part threaded post yesterday Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg outlined near future plans that aims to enhance opportunities for influencers and digital creators to earn money by posting on both Facebook and its Meta-owned sister platform Instagram The announcement includes opening up the Facebook Stars token tipping system to eligible creators, expanding the Reels Plays bonus program to more creators, and launching an Instagram creator marketplace to help connect sponsors with publishers for brand partnerships. We're heading toward a future where more people can do creative work they enjoy, and I want platforms like ours to play a role in making that happen, said Mark Zuckerberg. Here's what creators have to look forward to. Free use of monetization tools until 2024. You know, boy, they they should have just put like nine asterisks yeah. after that. But anyway, um interoperable subscriptions uh meaning Facebook groups will open up, allowing creators to grant access to subscriber-only groups and their paying fans and subscribers. Facebook Stars, the token tipping system, uh, which allows viewers to buy virtual stars. Reels Play Bonus Program, the Reels Play Bonus Incentive, um, where you can get earn up to $35,000 each month based on the performance of 150 reels. Creator Marketplace and, dun-dun-dun, of course, NFTs. Uh, So what... This I mean it, uh, this you know it's it's it this reminds me of Las Vegas. It smells a little bit like cigarette smoke, perfume and desperation, but, oh but what do you God, think uh, so Mr. Pulitzi? Um
0: <laughs> it's it's weird how let, let's just say like a Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos just says here's what we're launching. It's available today. Zuckerberg says here's 10 things we're going to launch. Almost just like throw almost like he wants to see what the reception is. Is throw, throwing right. them against? Well, that's exactly why they yeah, do it. Yeah, I know. It's just a weird way to do it. I I wish they would say, "Hey, uh, today that we're launching the Facebook Stars program. It's our Web three tipping platform. Whatever." It sounds interesting to me, but why do we have to? Th- and I get he's he's setting the vision. It's almost like this is his version of Warren Buffett's annual report. Fine, good, whatever. It well, does. This is his.
1: This is his attempt, in some fashion, to get some positive press going. Is what it's. You know. Remember, he doesn't have Cheryl anymore to help him with
0: that, so he's he's got to get something going. I understand, but I don't. I don't know why you just do it this way. I'd like to. I would say no. It's stupid. I'd say every yeah. two weeks, just launch the thing. Exactly. And, and like, actually, that's what Twitter's doing. Every other week, we have a new Twitter announcement with some new idea that they're doing. They get way more press than just throwing them all into one release. Oh, we're doing all the things all the things are going to be wonderful. I th- I'm interested to see what this token tipping system is. I whatever the free monetization tools are. Uh, yeah, I would like to know. I mean, what's their I don't even know what their paid online event platform will look like exactly. You know, how do the subscriptions programs work? I mean, some people probably know that I'm not familiar with it. Uh, how does the, you know, the marketplace, they're trying to undercut some of the agency support out there. Who knows what they're going to do with NFTs, but we know that Instagram's been talking about them like crazy. Um, so Instagram's all over that, but yeah, I, this fine, right? Again, this all looks nice, but, but just launch it and do it.
1: Well, I mean, he, he basically knocked on your door and he said, you know, Just, you know, come on outside and take a look at this giant wooden horse that I have for you. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, just be careful here, folks, because it's going to be it is. I mean, uh, to your point, I just don't know why they don't just do it Um, because it feels like every time we have a Facebook announcement, it's always like stuff is coming and then it never really you don't really ever hear of it again until they go, Hey, we're taking that away. You know? And you're like, Oh, I didn't even realize that you had it there. Um, but okay, you're taking it away. Right. It's like it, it, there's this, there's this promise that seems to be in the future that we're going to be able to do all of this stuff, um, as create, but, and by the way, I get it for, you know, smaller businesses, brands, influencers, uh, Etc. You know, this has much ado about nothing for, for, for larger brands. Like this isn't going to, you know, there's not really a lot here that's going to interest people who are marketing on Facebook and Instagram um, because they're not looking to get paid. They're looking for better marketing things. And, and so the influencers that are looking to get into those kinds of relationships with marketers, this is not going to have that big of an effect this is really for those creators and small businesses that are trying to monetize truly monetize yeah. their audience in a you know in a in a very direct way so it, it's it's a lot of monetization for what I think is probably a decline and I don't have data on this I'm just guessing a a fast declining audience right maybe with the exception of Instagram you know Instagram seems to be, you know really still powering through a uh, lot with that content creator sort of idea and and those uh though that kind of audience but on
0: Facebook well, I, I just don't I don't see it I just don't see there's it There's two things to to sort of corroborate what you're saying Meta as the company they changed the name to was a promise that hasn't been fulfilled right it is the the vision out there it is the we're going to land on the moon in 1969 John F. Kennedy. Right, thing. it's the same thing. So that's uh, great. They they just do that, but it doesn't seem to be working for them. What I would, what I would love to see Facebook do to take advantage of all of these things that they just listed, is stop focusing on getting younger and focus on the older audience you have because that audience they're all content creators too. I mean, our whole, right. I, I, we just did a survey of our audience at the tilt. And we're, we don't, we're not the VidCon audience. We are older millennials and we're right in the middle of Gen Z is almost our entire audience. And they're all content creators. Those are the people that are on Facebook already. They've been on Facebook since it started. So, That's right. so it's almost like they're trying to focus and go younger in and NFTs and, and, and it's all fine. And great, but you don't have to. Just look at the content creators you already have on your platform, uh, and and lean into that. That then I think yeah. that would be really successful. Those people aren't going to die anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, they treat them like It's almost like when you think of Facebook, you're like, oh my god, it's my, my grandma's on Facebook. That's not true. Robert's on Facebook too. Yeah, and you're I, not and that and old. I am your grandma. I mean, you got a, ba- you got a birthday I, coming I'm holding up soon, to be but a grandma. You're not that old. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty old. Yeah, I mean, you're not Methuselah yeah. old, but. You know, you did. Did you just bring up Methuselah? <laughs> I said you're not Methuselah old. You know Methuselah wow. is, right? I yeah, yeah of course old, I know. But oldest character in the Bible. I yeah, you're not even close. You're <laughs> like a young pup compared to Methuselah. So You have a long. You're <laughs> yeah, not even. Thank you. You're not even yes. midlife. You have a long way to go. <laughs> Younger than. You Methuselah. got a long way to go, Sonny. We go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for my glasses my <laughs> and my shoes. Oh, that is definitely uh, you. You wake up at the morning. I can't find oh. my shoes and my glasses. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: all right. We all are right. going to skip now before we go completely yes. off the rails into our rants and raves, uh, where Joe and I go off on a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a rave that makes us feel like we've just heard the last Beyonce song or something that makes us feel like we have no Beyonce in our life at all,
0: uh, which would be sad. Which yeah. would be sad. Um. Uh, do you yeah, want to go, go first, or shall I go first? Really quickly, uh, okay. I'm a yeah. subscriber to a newsletter called "Not Boring" by Packy McCormick, and generally, it's great title, great title, it, it, great title, it, great. You like that title, "Not Boring"? I do. Yes, I love it. It's yeah. Uh, generally talks about crypto, Web3 stuff, whatever. And what? So we'll put this in the show notes, and specifically talking about Web3 use cases. What's the one that hit me that I thought was really interesting that you would absolutely love? And I just became, I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't know the details of it. But it's this, it's project that they did a whole announcement at uh, NFT NYC called Doodles. I don't know if you're familiar with Doodles, but, I am but not. Doodles, yeah, they're funny little pictures, whatever. And I've just thought, oh, what, there's no utility there. There's what, what are they doing here? Is it just a, you know, a nice PFP that sells, I think right now for 15 ETH on the floor, which is, you know, about $15,000. Uh, if you wanted to get into one, 10,000 of these unique NFTs. But I started to look at it. So they just got a round of fun- funding. Uh, I don't know how big, millions of dollars of funding. But they added Feral, the Feral, as their chief brand officer. They just launched a Doodles album. And the music is awesome. Because Feral wrote the thing, produced it. Oh, wow. And they're okay. kicking off this whole Doodles 2 thing. It's Pharrell, isn't it? Oh, Pharrell. I'm it's sorry. Pharrell. Pharrell. Okay. That's Pharrell. all right. Just
1: to make Pharrell. sure.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of John Farrell. I you know, Pharrell, hip old, with the Beyonce. I'm thinking and everything, of John so. Farrell, the old In- yeah. Cleveland Indians pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but what I think is totally interesting this is a media brand. They are trying to build a, like I was watching the video, they're building this Web3 Disney thing. They've got characters, they do different things, they've got merchandise. It is it's really interesting, and the NFT is just the way that they're funding it. And I just thought it was fascinating. And what you're seeing with a lot of these use cases come out of Web3 of these amazing stories and they're I mean, they, they really are instead of launching with a subscriber base and then building out your media platform, they're launching an NFT program and building out a media program. But it's the same thing. Uh, that you're seeing so I just that that was the one that caught my eye there's a couple other uh, web 3 case studies that they talked about and some of the like nouns and that which which has formed a, a decentralized autonomous organization I don't want to get into all that but it's it's just interesting how mm-hmm. they said they went through this and said look nfts from a you know Buying standpoint open C's not doing what they once did you know a few months ago but there's really some interesting things starting to happen and i think they're all happening around storytelling and building these worlds open C just um moved platforms did they not yeah they moved I to on an article on yeah that. they moved they moved to a different back end platform which uh, their fees are much lower than they used to be because of it so it's a little That's bit a good. cheaper yeah. Uh, than it was before. If you were going to buy, because everyone complains about all the you know gas fees, but up the gas fees. Yeah, apparently they are they are less now. But yeah, interesting. And by the way, it's still a lot of money going through through that. Thirty one point three billion dollars last year went through OpenSea. Uh, that's a lot. Wow. That's that's. It'll be interesting to see what happens
1: this year. Um, you know, I, with crypto prices where they are, I wonder if transactions will be up. But actually, you know, obviously dollar volume or, or you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum value down, obviously, um, when you know when you look at it from a dollar perspective, um, could you know could it's interesting.
0: Right. I, yeah, you know. I think that that's probably where we're going to be. It's interesting, and you're see, I feel like we're getting close to some kind of bottom because, like for example, Rally Token today is up forty percent. You know, this is the crazy time at the bottom where you see big dips, big ups, whatever. But if they can, everything just sort of holds. I think the crypto market hit bottom first, than the stock market. But, you know, this is not financial advice, folks. I don't know anything. No, I don't know exactly. what I'm talking about. No, wait, I'm just wait, trying to wait. figure it out. No, just and, like, And here's the thing. Everyone else. Nobody else, nobody does, else either. does either. That's but I do like the fact yeah. I just talked to somebody on the phone. We were just talking about Web3 projects. And this is where we're going to see some really exciting use cases come out because nobody's paying attention right now. Everybody sort of yeah. moved on, and that's great. This is the best thing that could have happened. to NFTs and Web three and and everything. You're going to see some cool things come out in the next year. So yeah, yeah. What do you
1: got? Very interesting. Well, okay. So I have a uh, an article that I'll link to uh, in the show notes um, that has come courtesy of the Drum, um, which is interesting because I often. I'm challenged with drum articles, and I am definitely challenged with this one. Um, this one uh, – by the way, thanks to Ian Truscott for for sending me this. This was a, 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 a great gift. Um, and and it was indeed Mark Pritchard, as we said at the top of the show. He was keynoting um, a PritchardCon. The Viva Tech show. PritchardCon. Uh, Pritchard Khan. Pritchard Khan, yeah, Con, yeah uh, basically. Yeah. And the article uh, in, in question here, the headline of the article is – the. He said, it says, P&G's Mark Pritchard says the industry has gone too far with purpose marketing. And, and so basically, the, so Mark Pritchard, just to set the – he is the chief brand officer at Procter & Gamble P&G. Um, and you can go and actually watch the video, and I actually will, will link the actual video uh, in the show notes as well. Because it's worth a watch. It's twenty minutes. It's an interview with him, and he's actually really interesting. He he's often very good uh, in his talks, and it's an interview um, with him. But and he does say that he does basically say in in a way, but it's not definitely not to the level of that headline. So it's it's in other words, it's much more nuanced than that. So what he says is that the the idea is is that. Um, Some companies are over leveraging purpose driven marketing, meaning, you know, sort of the dove campaign for real beauty and, you know, sustainability and diversity and all, you know, we're good for the planet at the expense of brand growth. In other words, growth of your business. And then the article then points to this open letter that uh, investors uh, from a private equity firm wrote to uh, Unilever last year, who had said the company had, and so this is obviously different than P&G, but similar business, has, uh, saying that basically the company had become obsessed with publicly displaying sustainability credentials, basically obsessed with the this whole doing good um, idea at the expense of focusing on sales or profitability. And so the... Uh, so then mark pritchard goes on in this interview and says basically you know brands and businesses should be a force for growth and a force for good and i couldn't agree more with that and then he he adds this little rejoinder he says but the order matters and that's the part where i disagree and the where i think the drum took it way 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 too far in other words Saying that companies have over leveraged on purpose driven content or that they got a course correct in some way to get, you know, back to growth in challenging times. Right. Maybe the economy or whatever it is. It basically sets an expectation with us as readers, as marketers, as business managers, that good and growth are at some opposite ends of a spectrum. Right. In other words, you they're they're basically opposite each other. And that's not true. Good is not the opposite of growth. And you'll find tons of companies out there with that have done a bad job at purpose-driven marketing, right, where it's either been purpose-washed or they're just not good at it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that doesn't mean that if they start doing sales-oriented you know, content or sales-oriented uh, types of marketing campaigns that they're all of a sudden going to be, get better at it. As well, you've seen tons of companies that have done a bad job with growth marketing. In other words, buy now, discount, all that kind of stuff. That doesn't mean that swinging back to some purpose-driven directive is gonna help them either. And what we have to understand, because so often what happens in this, and this is so especially true in content marketing, is that businesses conflate this idea of growth and doing good with our content, and it hurts us. Because we stop programs that are focused on doing good or delivering value through content because we think, oh, it's the opposite of growth. So therefore, we have to swing the pendulum back to growth and start offering discounts and start doing you know, direct marketing and buy now and get one free and all those kinds of things. And so the real lesson, I think, here is that what we're trying to do with good is either live up to some mission that we have live up to some you know like an rei or something like that and you know really deliver a brand differentiation through our ability to be good in the world but that doesn't it's separate and distinct from our ability to focus in on growth which may be growth of market share maybe growth of profitability maybe growth of sales and that's another strategy that we have to have. They are, as Pritchard says in his thing, a virtuous circle. In other words, if you have more growth, you can do more good and if you do more good, you can actually afford to do more growth. That's fantastic. Yes, I believe in the virtuous circle here, but they are two distinct you know approaches to to marketing. And I point to, just because just as an example of this, somebody like Cleveland Clinic who, their platform, their health essentials brand started with good. In other words, it started because they wanted to show that the you know that they weren't just out for money. That Cleveland Clinic's hospital is a wonderful, cares about the community, wants to do something good in the world, and it has now become not only a revenue generator but a huge source of their marketing growth. And so the order doesn't matter. The order they are two distinct things that you just need to work on as marketing. And I, the, the reason I harp on this so much is because in content marketing, we often lose sight of this. I just had a VP of technology go, hey, yeah, the economy's bad. And so, you know, we're going to kill our thought leadership pr- platform or we're going to kill our content marketing education program that's doing so much wonderful work in our space because we need to focus in on sales. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's like that's it, it, it just makes you it makes you frustrated because you go you're you know you're sort of you're killing one that may kill the other in its place but you just haven't really understood that you know it's it's about how you reallocate those resources within those strategies not necessarily swinging a pendulum back and forth uh from the other and you know he at the end of his talk which i think is by the way fantastic he talks about getting back to basics like we have to, as marketers, we have to get back for basics. And, and at the end he says, and I think he gets it exactly right, he says, a force for growth leads to the capability of being more of a force for good. All I would change is that the opposite is true as well. Being a force for good can lead to the capability of being a force for growth. And so I think that's just the important lesson there that I think the drum completely misses and that if you only listen to Mark Pritchard through that one lens – you may miss as well for your business. That's
0: why Mark Pritchard needs his own event. It must <laughs> right. It must happen. And yeah. and I think you should speak at Pritchard Con. I'll be the keynote at Pritchard Con. I wonder if you could do that. Like we could actually. Uh, we don't need to get his permission to call it Pritchard Con. Oh, I'm sure yeah. not. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, he wouldn't care wouldn't, at all, right? No, he's not going to care. <laughs> he's not going to know it's him. Right. Well, that's I mean, true. Li- because just because it has his face on it. Doesn't yeah, mean, and his name, yeah, they wouldn't. The goal is we all want to be Mark Pritchard at Pritchard. That's con. it. And without That's Pritchard, con. Pr- you know, Mark Pritchard uh, hats and you know little little oh the swag, little, yeah, little, I mean con, little, little bobbleheads, yeah. Mark little, Pritchard little, little bobble costumes that you put on so everybody can look totally. like a Mark Pritchard. I'm. We've been talking about him just for years. I think he was probably on one of our first shows that we were talking about. I'm sure he was. Pritchard. He's been
1: on. He's like he's like perennially on stage. It seems like. And and by the way, saying interesting, valuable things. Uh, you know, oh, we're, yeah. we're 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 having a bit of fun at the moment, but he is a smart oh, guy and, and really has done amazing things for P and G. Hey,
0: you should. You guys should get him at content marketing world. I mean, they, it really would be a good. Fit. We actually should get he him should. for marketing. It would be a good Berlin. one, especially because yeah. he changed. He, he used to be the chief marketing officer, right? Now he's chief brand officer. He's thinking about all yeah. the things, yeah, that affect yeah, he's, the brand. Yeah. All the yeah. deodorants and the toothpaste and everything that they <laughs> hashtag all, all the, things. the things. All right, so what do you got? You got uh, you got your birthday week coming up. I got birthday week coming up. Yeah, so we'll be recording
1: next week, uh, actually on my birthday. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, it's real for and, you, right? Uh, <laughs> With a th- what a thrill what a thrill what a thrill, what a thrill yeah. for me um, and then yeah just heads down working on a lot of client work at the moment which is you know Knock on my head is you know we're blessed to have as much client work as we have right now, so we're really super happy about that. Experienced advisors going strong. We got our thirty-seven thanks to you last week who challenged me to get thirty-seven people. We actually got fifty. Yes, we have fifty people nice. in the first class. So, um, you know, so we're now accepting applications for class number two, which will in a couple uh, two Fridays from now will close. So, um, yeah, it's 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 going good and fun and starting to fill up with content and we're so yeah, having a good arm, time. Arm arm, time. Of yeah, those it's a good 50 summer.
0: People from Ghana, right? That's the yeah,
1: yes. that's right. They're all they're all
0: doing long form notes in Ghana and social media, becoming experienced advisors. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. the only thing that I want to tell everybody is, I know we talked about it last last time. The Polizzi reunion was a huge success. We had seventy people, about thirty Polizzi oh, that my I've gosh, never met, met before. Yeah, it was it was incredible. We're going to try to do it every other year now. And uh, it was great to see my dad and my uncle, you know, get together and and we just just you know we had people from uh, from Columbus, Ohio, some from Florida, all over. You know, you you never know. There's Palitzes everywhere. There's Palitzes everywhere, and, and that so, seems to be that's that's got the, all seventy. That's the bumper of them sticker together. right there. Yeah, got yeah. all seventy of them. It's funny because it was Polizies and there were a lot of Pulses there, and that's Palitzy as well. But that you know through the years. We, um, you know, I think I talked about last time. There's Polizzi, there's Polizzi, there's Pultz, there's Oh yeah, plazi, oh, yeah. We're related. They're all Polizzi's. It just depends on if they came over through Ellis Island or they went somewhere and spelled it wrong. And here we are today, not knowing who our there family is. is. I, love <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm probably a Polizzi at some point. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You yeah. look like a Polizzi. Yeah, you're tall I and do. have hair. You're exactly the opposite. <laughs> Of a Polizzi. I love going to Polizzi reunions because I'm one of the yeah. taller ones. There you yeah, go. It's just sky above the rest Fantastic. of these four-foot-nine ladies. So, <laughs> love them all.
1: There, there you go. go. All right, well, we, we me and polizipultz, pol, pol, pult 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 gabagoo, Um, (laughs) we are signing off. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to get all the goodness of this podcast show notes, all the stuff that we talk about, hashtag all the things, um, or dive into any of the other 328 episodes, well, just get on over to our website, won't you? Thisoldmarketing.site, we've got links to hashtag all the things. And remember... Twitter us up. Um, thank you so much, by the way, to Heath Dingwell. He, he's always so kind. Thank you, Heath, for all of the the story ideas that you're doing every week now on the Twitter thread. That's so wonderful. Um, and just all, we could use all your ideas. So hashtag us up, won't you? Hashtag this old marketing on Twitter. And at some point, get on a note and start writing us a note. And we could, as well. we could use some um, reviews, too.
0: Give us maybe, yeah
1: we could use us some definitely. reviews to get review the go review the podcast go invite your friends do all those sorts of things to subscribe blah 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 subscribe follow us whatever the word is the, the du jour um, and uh, get on it won't you and until we meet again next week remember it's your story to tell tell it well we'll see you next week on this old marketing